0: Hey, good morning, everybody. This is our 23rd Tanakh and um, Yannu Diema year. So the the topic is the it's really the Haftarah of Parashas Yisrael. The Haftarah of Parashas Yisrael starts with the sixth parak in Yeshaya, the sixth parak in Yeshaya. And uh, what we lay on Parashas Yisrael is that Sare We do that twice a year. We lay it in Parashas Yisra, and we also lay it on Shavuos. So the haftira on Yisrai is this parak in Yushai, which talks about how the Malachim praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And on Shavuos, the Haftarah is the is um, the parak in Yecheskel, the very first parak in Yecheskel, where he describes the famously known as the Ma'aser Markava, which also is, describes the whole uh, picture of how the Malachim praise Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And uh, so they, they kind of, they correlate. They're both basically just describing the same thing. Yeshaya saw this vision of how the Malachim praise the Kaddish Baruch Hu, which of course, as they say, Kaddish, 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 is, which we say in davening, uh, both in Kriyashma every day, and we say it in, uh, if you daven with a minion, you say Kaddusha, uh, and Nechesco saw the same thing. The difference is, is that in is. Four psukim, and in Yeheskel it's a whole parak of 25 psukim with extraordinary, extraordinary detail, uh, describing every single malach with different names. All the names of the malachim that we know come from that parak in Yeheskel. Afanim, Michayis, Shrafim—they're all from that description that Yeheskel gave. We have no other source for all the what, what the malachim look like, what they are. So that's something we'll we'll get to. <clears throat> why that is? Why is that Yeheskel and Shai saw the same thing and they both describe it dif- differently? Um, but what's uh, interesting also is that even though this is Yeshaya Parak Vav, the Mufarsham say the Mechilta says that this is really the beginning of Yeshaya's Nevoah. This is when he was appointed a Navi by Kaddish Baruch Hu. And it starts six Prochem in, the very first parak of Yeshaya is also a famous Haftar, it's Chazayin Yeshaya, the Shabbos Chazayin, the one we lay in right before Tisha B'av, which he gives very um, stiff rebuke. that's basically the first five of Yeshayah is that rebuke, another rebuke then some Nechama and then it gets to Parikh Shishi, the sixth parak, which in reality is the beginning of when he was appointed a Navi because Hashem says who should I send and Yeshayah volunteers I I can be the one sent. That's just an interesting, uh, why it was like that there's reasons given but this this is the actual beginning of his career (coughs) so it says let's start with the words of the Pasuk here, it says Mishnas Mois HaMelech Uziyahu in the year that the king Uzziah died. The es Hashem, I saw Hashem, Yo al-Kisir sitting on an elevated chair, a throne, of m'leim is a hekal, and the bottom of the chair filled the heichol of, of the Beis HaMikdash. So that's where he saw this vision, in the Beis HaMikdash, and he saw K'v'yachol, he saw Hashem, whatever that means, and he saw him sitting on a throne, and the bottom of it filled the whole Hekal. So Rashi says, I forgot to put this Rashi on, but Rashi says that Bishnas Mois the year that that Uzziah died, does it's not literal. It doesn't mean he died. He didn't die that year. He became a metzaira that year. He became uh, he 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 got leprosy. Why did he get leprosy? This is a story which is in Sefer Malachim and in Devar Yamim. Uh, Uzziah. He was a, a good king. He was actually a tzaddik for most of his life, and he did what was righteous in the eyes of Hashem. But then uh, he became a balgaivu. He was very successful in many different things. Hashem, because of his tzidkas, because of his righteousness, Hashem made him successful in winning over wars and conquering and so on and so forth. <coughs> so it says, but tzidkas say, He became a uh, hori, and he decided that he wanted to be makrav in the Beis HaMikdash. Uh, interesting, just to understand from a political point of view, is that this was always a very difficult thing for the kings, that there was another very, very powerful person in the kingdom who it was not him, <laughs> which was the Kayin Gadol, because between the Malach and the Kayin Gadol, those were the two most powerful people in Klal Yisrael. The king was the king, obviously. The Kayin Gadol was, was usually the de facto Gadol Hadar, uh, as far as a tzaddik, you know, him and a so the fact that there was another person appointed of power that wasn't him was always a challenge for the kings, not just now, but in, in the future as well. Trying to get the door. Thank so, um, anyway, so he decided that it's time for the kings to march on that particular uh, area, and he came into the Hekal and he wanted to be Makrev Katiris. And all the kahanim started, tried to stop him, and they says that the Kayan gadol came with eighteen thousand kahanim and tried to stop him. He refused. He was about to hit a Kayan. and then, um, and then leprosy appeared on his brow. Right, so a very public display. Uh, miraculously, he became a leper, and then he realized that Hashem had struck him. So he was rushed out of the base of HaMikdash and it was called the day of his death because at that point he was basically excommunicated that Leprechah couldn't live in Yerushalayim. So he had his little house, his little summer house he lived in and his son, whose name was Yaisam, took over the running of the kingdom uh, until the, uh, some number of years later, I don't remember how many it was, that, that Uzi actually died and then Yaisam became the king. So this was, the, this was the year that he saw this vision and we're going to see in a moment, it's actually very relevant that this was the year that he saw this vision. So the, the year that uh, Zeohar HaMelech became uh, Metzairah is when he saw Hashem. He witnessed this vision of Hashem sitting in the Beis HaMikdash. The Shrofim, which is the name of a certain kind of uh, angel, Malach, were standing above him. Each one of them had, each one of these angels had six wings. Uh, two of the wings, uh, so they aren't the classic picture of, uh, of an angel with the wings coming out of the back. There's, I don't know exactly what the wings were, but the two of the wings covered his face. Two of them covered the legs. And two of them were used for, uh, for travel. Okay, Vikara Ze al Zebar Omar and the Malachim called out to each other and they said, so calling out to each other, as she explains, and the Russian explains, it means that they ask permission from each other. And uh, this has two connotations. Number one, the Medrash deduces from here that this is the, a demonstration of the achdus of malachim, that each one, even though there were, apparently there are differences in levels in malachim as well, there are greater malachim and lesser malachim. No one says, even the greater ones ask the lesser ones, perhaps you want to go first, and the lesser ones ask the greater ones, perhaps you want to go first. They all love each other, and they all then say it simultaneously also says, which is slightly contradictory, that if anyone would say it before the other one, they would immediately get burnt up. So, <laughs> it is, so it's kind of contradictory because if they get burnt up, they don't really have a choice except to say it at the same time. So it's obviously two concepts that the Medjish is bringing out. So Karazel, they call out to each other and they say, Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. They, 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 uh, they clear HaKaddish Baruch Hu's holiness three times. Hashem Tzvakos, Hashem the, the Lord of the hosts. Melech his his uh, his honor his his uh, glory fills the whole world. Vayanu hasipim and uh, the the hasipim it means the, the courtyard the the floor shook it trembled. Mikalakayre from the from the announcement that this uh, the melachim said and the the filled with smoke. Okay, so what what exactly does this mean, that after he saw this vision, it was the year again that Uzziah became a leper because he tried to be Makriv Ketiris in the of Amikdash without permission, um, and he saw this vision, and then the word, the the, the Beis Amikdash shook. So it was a little bit of a, um, you see in other places in Tanakh, where it clarifies what happens in different places in Tanakh. Look at the first Pasuk in Amos. As in Treyasser. So the Navi Amos was at the same time as Yeshaya. There were a few Naviim that were basically at the same, same time Amos, Hashaya, Yeshaya. So Amos says, Divrei Amos. Asherhayy ben Neiktim of he lived in Naiktim in Tkaya. He was from Tekiah, It's different places. Asher Chazal Yisrael that he saw visions. He saw about Kla Yisrael. in the days of Uzziah Melch Yehuda, ben and the corresponding king who ruled over the Yisrael part of Eretz Yisrael was Yiravam, the son of Yiyash. of Neharash. It was two years before the earthquake. So what was this earthquake? This earthquake took place when Uzio HaMalach tried to bring the kataris uh, without permission. So when he came into the Beis HaMikdash and he tried to bring his kataris without permission, the, an earthquake took place. What was the earthquake? That was this. So this was all happening at the same time. So when the Oziah HaMalach tried to bring this uh, kataris without permission, and the Bayes Yamale Ashan, also the Mefarshim say it means from this Kitaras in a spiritual sense. It filled up with this Ashan that it wasn't meant to get filled up with. So it filled up from this smoke, from this Uzziah doing this thing uh, irresponsibly and, and wrongly. And uh, the vision happened. He saw the Malachim and an earthquake shook Eretz Yisrael. Go ahead. Why was he doing this? Why did Uzziah do it? Uziah did it because he was, the Pasik says, it was Gabaliba, he was a Balgaiva and he would, wasn't happy with the fact that there was another person of power other than him. Uh, the Kayyengadal was the secondary, basically the second most powerful person in the kingdom and he decided... It was ta- there was, there was, and he, he somehow, yeah, and he could have learned from Kairach and from others and Adavaviyu that this didn't end well, and sure enough it didn't end well with him either. But uh, but yeah, but it was it was a uh, it was a mistake he made. Uh, Rashi says he made some kind of a Kalkheimer. I don't know how exactly he justified it. It's not so important. Bottom line is it was wrong and it was a mistake. But here's the fascinating part, and this kind of prefaces what the in the the relevance of the fact that we're told about this vision that the, how the Malachim prays at Baruch Hu. This uh, earthquake that took place at this time. It really was the forerunner of a, of, of a downward spiral, because it was at this point forward that the harbin started to happen um, in, in two things. First of all, Yeshaya Hanavi was really the first navi that started to prophesy that there was going to be a harbin. Uh, as you know, Chazayin Yeshaya. that was the first navi that, 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 that put into motion that there was going to be a harbin. And really, it was this act that Uzziah did that started the downward spiral because all the kings before him um, I heard this once years ago from Rabbi Miller, uh, Rabbi Victor Miller that's how. Um, I'm trying to remember if I heard it from him in person I did, I heard from him in person. It was one time I went to hear him in person I drove with my bike to Flatbush to hear him in person um, and, and I heard so he, he said this in that shear so what was, most, most of the kings, um, just about all of the kings prior so Uzio, all the Melch, Malchi, Huda, were all tzaddikin. Different levels of tzaddikis, and the Nevi'im had always issues, you know, this kind on them, that kind on them, but for the most part, they were tzaddikin, all the kings prior to Uzio ha And Uzio ha when he made this, uh, this, when he did this, and he tried to bring uh, the Ketairos and the Beis HaMikdash unauthorized, and he was struck with leprosy. So even though his son, Yosem, was a tzaddik amr, didn't go into the Beis HaMikdash. From that point on. Um, and it was the way he explained to Rabbi Miller, it was a grudge, so to speak. And then Yaisim's son was Ahas, who was the tremendous Russia that actually brought the, the Zara into the base Mikdash, the first king to ever do that, and shut down, basically shut down the base of Mikdash. Then Achas kid, the son, was uh, Chizkiyah Melach, who was a tzaddik and tried to rebuild. But then y- Chizkiyah's son was Menasha, and that sealed the deal that the carbon was going to happen. We've talked about that in the past. But Menashe was that was the end. That was when the carbon was sealed. So this does really the process that began the carbon based on Mikdash. It was at this moment forward that the carbon was starting to start to become a reality and be put into motion, and a earthquake was what signified that that was happening. There's a Gemara brachis. Um, I didn't put it here. The, I, I did actually, take a look here. The Gemara brachis is the fourth Maramakamir. Uh, the Gemara asks over there, the Gemara says, interesting story, the Gemara says that Rav, uh, I forget the name of the Amairu, uh, Amairu uh, met a, a, a witch, a baal He met a a man, it was a man, but he was a witch, practiced witchcraft and he asked him, to mock him, he said, Do you know what is the reason for earthquakes? Why do earthquakes happen? So the witch answered, and apparently he answered correctly, <laughs> When a baruchu zaychir when a baruchu thinks of his children that are uh, in, in pain, between the nations of the world in Gaulis. He, he, so to speak, lets two teardrops fall into the great ocean. And there, it's heard from one end of the world to the other. Which, which means a Saddam, means an earthquake. So the reason for an earthquake is what Hashem, expre- Hashem is expressing his pain and disappointment that there's a harm. So the, the, those two things are connected. So the this I, I found one person who makes this connection, but it's not so obvious. But it's uh, I think that's the shot. In other words, that the, the the earthquake that took place at the point when uh, Uziyah Melach transgressed and started the the wheels rolling that would bring the harbin was uh, indicative of the fact that a harbin was going to happen. It's something to think about. You know, we just had this tremendous earthquake. Um, and it 's Kaila Nishman the Salam at right the world, world always hears about it, uh, regardless of if we actually feel and this one was actually felt in it 's Yisrael so it's it 's very likely that that 's definitely the message you know, that uh, every time that happens it 's uh, an expression of Sarahish which in turn what that means is is that there was some kind of a rut and there was some kind of a opportunity or ability for us to have done something about it, perhaps to d- done a level of chuva to move things closer and that, 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 that's what we're supposed to take out of it. So what's also interesting, just to further, um, just to support this, I saw someone making this connection as well, in Sefer Yusifun, it says that before the carbon of the second base of Mikdash, there also was a tremendous earthquake in Eretz Israel. Take a look in Sefer Yusifun. Perak Nun it's the third Mar Malcolm here. This is Yesifin reporting. In those days, there was an earthquake in all of Eretz Yehuda, the southern part of Eretz There was a tremendous earthquake. There was no earthquake similar. From the days of Uzziah, the king of Yehuda until that day. And many died in Eratsihuda, from the collapse of the cities, and the houses, and even from the fright. and much of their livestock died by in and that earthquake and many men, women and children died in Yehuda. like two thousand people, besides who died in the, the cities. In Yehuda and Hardas. He uh, was frightened and they became very uh, frightened by this which is the same, he tried to make peace with the, 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 the non-Jewish nations around them. So anyway, this is about also 150 years before the second carbon base of Mikdash, and also when Hardis became king, if you know the history, that is what set into motion the eventual destruction of the second base of Mikdash because he became a vassal of Rome and that's when Rome got their foothold in Eretz was and it was downhill from there. So anyway, so the point here they're trying to make is that uh, the context of Yeshaya Navi seeing this vision, which he's about to see, is the this earthquake and this uh, sin that Ozay Amalek saw that began the process of the Churban, and it took place. And, and the vision was then, according to the way I'm understanding, is coming to give him a certain message about a Kadosh Baruch Hu with the Churban beginning. And here's the fascinating thing that this is, as, as we'll see, is that even though these Pesukim are essentially coming to teach us the greatness of the malachim, right? They're teaching malachim. us how the malachim, and like I said in, in, in Yecheskel it explains it even in much greater detail how great the malachim are and tremendous, and how big they are, and what they look like, and how fearsome they are, and how they give covet to Al-Kadish Baruchu, how they praise Al-Kadosh Baruch Baruchu. And it would seem that the point of it is in order to give us an idea of the greatness of Hashem and the greatness of Malachim, actually, it's the opposite. What All, all it's doing is going to teach us the greatness of Kali And we'll see that as we go along. And it's a very fascinating thing. Each aspect of it teaches us that, how Kali are actually greater than the Malachim. So let's begin. So the first, um, the first observation is made in a Gemara in Chagiga, which we mentioned already, so it's over here on the bottom. Amar Rava, Everything that Yecheskel saw, Yishaya saw. Which means, even though Yecheskel, like I said, explains it in great detail, uh, all, all, all the aspects of the Malachim, Yishaya saw it too. So, Lama Yecheskel So, what does say? To compare to leben kfar to a villager shara asamelach I saw the king. Balami Yishaya daiman. What does compare to leben kach? Uh, someone who lives in the cities. Shara as He lives in the king's city. He lives in the capital city, and he saw the king. So what does that mean? So Rashi explains. When the ruach began to rest upon Yeshaya, I saw He didn't see necessary to explain how everything looked. Shahai Ben Malachim, because he was a son of the king or from he was from he was actually from the royal family himself, he was the nephew of the king and he had grown up in the palace and someone who grows up in the palace and sees the king he's not so impressed by it and that doesn't, doesn't make such an impression upon him so he doesn't find it so important to explain the whole thing so Yeshaya Navi, so to speak, was kind of comfortable around the Kaddish Baruch Hu. he had seen this before or was familiar with what it looked like so when he witnessed it, he didn't find it so necessary to go into all the details whereas Yicheskel was in Galos Yicheskel was in And when he saw this vision and he saw that vision he was like a Ben Kvar, he was like someone who was already very distant from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. so when he saw the whole display of might of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he, he was very impressed by it, and found it necessary to explain every detail. Okay, so this doesn't teach us that much, but there's a Gra that take, puts a twist on it, which does teach us something. The Gra is right in the beginning of Miguel Sester, and he says, next piece, he says, Ki saw this vision, he was an Eretz Yisrael. V'hayu hakol Everybody believed him that he saw HaKadosh Baruch with all the malachim and the whole vision. He didn't have to prove to them that he knew what he was talking about by describing it in great detail, right? I mean, that's the best way to prove something. I give you details. I saw Hashem. I tell you exactly what he looks like, where he sits, who's around him, right? He didn't have to do that. They believed him. Abu Ycheskal, Shaya bin Kfar, but Yacheskal who was a villager, which means the Haina Bagolus, he was in Gaulus of Khutzlars, Loy Maminim, Sharashina Bagolus of Kutzlars. He didn't they didn't believe that the Shahina was with them there in Gaulus in Khutzlars, at Shinasan Lahamsi Manim, until he could explain it to them in detail. Vikiv and Sharo, and then when they saw Shadain Chibasan Isla Khajbarhu, that they were still beloved by a Qadish Barhu, Shalakh Sarav Avadablush, and all these Malachim were there for the sake of Qali Yisral to protect them. The that created a great love and, uh, and, and, and closeness in their hearts so this is the introduction, meaning that way the understanding both Ishaya andko were relating this vision for the same reason to demonstrate that even though. In Yicheskel's case, the Harbin had already started taking place to half the... I don't remember exactly when this nevuah was, was it was... I think it was after the first part of the Gullus, before the actual destruction, when the, like uh, all the Mordechai went into Gallus, Yichani HaMalach went into Gallus. so that's when Yicheskel went into Gallus. So the Ch- Gullus had begun, Besmig'sh hadn't been destroyed yet, and he set this vision to demonstrate, no, even though carbon is taking place, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still with us. Nobody believed him. They were sent into Golis. They felt like we were being kicked out. <laughs> He's not coming with us. And that's why he had to give so much uh, proof and simonim to demonstrate that, no, 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 Hashem is with us. And that brought a tremendous love between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Chai Yisrael. So was doing the same thing. Yishai, also, this was the point where he was going to begin giving serious rebuke and warning Klay Yisrael that the carbon is going to happen. And th- it, therefore it began with first demonstrating this vision, that Noach Hashem is still with us. And being that there hadn't been, no carbon had happened yet, they were still in Aritz Yisrael, so he didn't have a hard time convincing them of that. They still had the B'Tseh Mikdash, they didn't find it hard to believe, so he was able to do it with uh, relative ease. But the message he was trying to give them was the same. Go ahead understand the message when Hashem takes away the base Mikdash. You're supposed to think he's still with you. So what's the message of English? We just can't sit next to each other? Like what's the so that's a good question. So that's that what what it means typically is it means more than one thing. But it, it, a couple of things. Number one, what it means is that the base Mikdash was causing us to to uh sin further because we were relying on the basic just thinking that out. Oh, you know, yeah. we could just do what we want and we have the basic make to rely on to protect us, we'll just bring a carbon. We felt like uh, uh you know uh we felt we we're a little bit too comfortable. Like we'll have to like say hell Mary or something. <laughs> but, yeah no I mean it's more like it's you know air, so we have to... Cuba. Yeah. and but even more than that, it's more like uh uh, you know when when one of your kids get a little bit too comfortable around you, right? And they, they start acting with a, a little bit extra uh, chutzpah and a little a little uh, too, uh, you know. So <laughs> I'm just saying, or, or or they do that with a rebbe. So at that point, that's the rebbe has to kind of push them away a little bit, right? And this way they feel like, hey, you know, it doesn't work that way. You can't you can't act that way. So that's one concept of carbon was that it was it was just pulling them down the basic hamikdash. The, their reliance on it was just letting, stopping them from from controlling themselves. That's one aspect. Another aspect. Aspect is, is that, um, that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu uh, sends us into Gallo, so there is a Hester Panim, which means he's not openly with us, he's b- with us in hiding, which was the whole message of Megillus Hester. And the purpose of that is, is because when we distance ourselves from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then we need to work harder to find him, because we distanced ourselves. It's not him distancing him. No actual distance. Well, no actual it's distance. us that creates the wall. And we, therefore, have to break through that wall. He can't break through it for us. But we, need the, we do need the motivation. We do need the confidence that he's there to even try. So that's, the, that's what he demonstrates. I'm here. I'm ready. You have to break through. Okay. So let's continue, and you'll see how every aspect of this vision is really here to demonstrate the Godless of Christ. So this is really really a fascinating marmakam. This is a a tesis. It's a misactishen Sanhedrin. and he quotes a chuvisa gainim. The pasik the gemara of there is quoting a pasik it's a pasik in um I think it's in Ishai also. Miknaf Haaretz Zmirais Shamanu. So Miknaf Haaretz, it literally translated, it would mean from the edge of the land, Zmireis Shamanu, we heard praise of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? So the Tshubbis Hagayinim says as follows. Kassav Tshubbis Hagayinim. She'ein b'nei Eretz Yisrael oymrim Kedusha, Kadusha B'Shabbis. That in those days, the meaning was that in Eretz Yisrael, they only said Kedushah, Kaddish, 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 the whole thing. They only did it on Shabbos. They didn't do it during the week. So let's first assume that means literally that they actually didn't say kadusha at all during the week. They only said it on Shabbos. But why was that? Dixiv, because the Pasik says, Gabi the Serafim actually, uh, each one has six wings. The kol with each wing, who shira So each wing that they the malaf possesses, he use, utilizes that wing to say shira to on one of the six days of the weekday. but when the Shabbos comes, the the angels say to We don't have any more wings. We just have six. So answers them. I have another wing. That says praise to me. So we're saying knaf as literal. The wings of the earth. And that means of course says shira That's why they said Kedusha only on Shabbos because the Malachim don't say Kedusha then. Right? The, the Malachim only say Kedusha during the week, the six days of the week, because that's the six wings they have. And on Shabbos they don't. Right? That's why we say in their place. So. Uh, from just a just Allahic perspective, um, later svarim who talk about this taisis, they say it doesn't mean that they didn't say kedusha. They said kedusha, but there's two ways you could say kedusha. You could say kedusha when we say kedusha, you say nekadesh. What we may be doing is just reporting on what the malachim do, right? Nekadesh shimcha We'll say kedusha to emulate what the malachim are saying in Shemaim. So during the week, when we say Kedushah, we're just emulating what they say. We're not actually, we're not the ones uh, saying Kaddish. The Molachim are saying Kaddish, and we're just repeating what they say. Whereas on Shabbos, and it's referring to the Nusach that is Nusach Sfarad, but apparently is not a Nusach that Ashkenaz disagreed with that. Ashkenaz just held that if you're not in Eretz Yisrael, you can't say this in Nusach. So in in Nusach by Musaf, you say Kesser Yitnulcha Malacham Hamayne Mala Im Amchay Yisrael Kvutzei Mata. So Kesser will, will be crowned by Malacham Hamayne Mala with the, by the angels who are in heaven. Im Amchay Yisrael who are secondary. Im always means they're secondary to Klal Yisrael who's Kvutzei Mata, who are the ones gathered below. Which means that on Shabbos, the primary people who say Kadosh is Klal Yisrael, the Malachim are secondary, whatever Shira they give to Kodesh Baruch Hu is secondary to Klal Yisrael. So that was only said by B'nei Yisrael on Shabbos, which is still true today, even those who do say it only say it on Shabbos and Yantiv is when they say Keser, okay? So in any case, that's just, you know, practically speaking, how this, uh, how this, what this actually meant. But this is a fascinating concept, right? So they have a wing, to say Shira with, and they only have six, so they can only do it. So, what does that mean? So, Pashit, the idea is take a look over here, the Arogadal that's Shira uh, Shiva Teravidas. He explains as follows Knav's um, shemano. The Shira is called uh, a wing. The Shira, a, a Knaf, a, a wing raises you up, right? You fly with a wing, it elevates you. So, that's why it's a euphemism. All right, with, uh, angels aren't, uh, they're spiritual, right? They aren't physical, so they have uh, concepts of wings, they don't have actual wings, or this appears to be a wing, it's, a, it, it's just a concept. So the concept is is that a wing is how it elevates itself. How does it elevate itself? Through praising Kaddish Baruch Hu. It has one wing per day of the week, which means that there's an aspect, an element in each day that's different than the next day, Sunday is not Monday, Monday is not Tuesday, and a, an angel has the ability to perceive and to appreciate what there is about that particular day, and he gives, he praises Kaddish Baruch Hu, and that's how the wing raises him up. Every day of the week, he can do that. But with Divrei HaMedrish, and the Medrish says, Sheh Knesset Another Medrish, well-known Medrish, that Shabbos said, each day of the week has a pair. There's six, right? So Sundays together with Monday, Tuesday together with Wednesday, Thursdays together with Friday. Shabbos says, I am single. Who's my mate? Hasha HaKash Baruch Hu says, HaKla Yisrael will be your Ben Zog. They're going to be your pair. Yisrael are the pair for Shabbos. The Jews are the ones that truly get what it is that Shabbos has to offer. Maybe the meaning is, it says in uh ifa mizbar shabish taibla haidus la sham it's good to praise shamul zamrul sham and to say zamiris to his elevated name shoyam hashab is mi khadis ayam shabish is is uh is it was set aside la haidus la is bar for the sake of praising Hashem. that's the purpose of Shabbos. la hakir koichamim shabta khabriya we stop working all that was created in in sheshus mebrachis Ended, stopped, so that we can recognize that it was Hakadosh Baruch Hu that created the whole world. So we have to be able to we utilize Shabbos to be able to recognize Hakadosh Baruch Hu's presence in this world, and we say Ma Godlu Masaka Hashem, how great are your creations, Hashem? Amku and your thoughts, your your plan that, that you intended for this world is tremendously deep and and, and difficult to understand. But that means, though, for saying saying that, it means <laughs> A person has the ability. It's It's very, very deep, but that means we can, uh, we can get a piece of it. We can understand it. We can get to that depth. So on, on Shabbos, we have that ability. We were given that ability by Hashem to be able to recognize and see the Giliko that is in the world. It's a Kleistral And by Yisrael it says, also a Pasik, I believe, in Yeshaya, Amzu Yitzarti, I created this nation, Liti Hilosius HaPeru, so that they will say my praises. Sheklai Yisrael nivru im hatakhlus shal li tehilas yisapheiru. Klai Yisrael is created with the purpose of saying the praises of Hashem. Gilu k'et shemayim yisapru. They will say it, l'havi lide gilu b'abriya, in order to to bring out the Kodesh Baruch Hu's presence in this world. Ve l'chein m'chuvanim Him la That's why Klai Yisrael is paired up with Shabbos. Hu m'sugolim la hagedeshir Shabbos. And that's why only Klai bueno> Yisrael was given that ability to bring out what Shabbos has to demonstrate. The Malachim have the ability to bring out what it is that each day of the week has to, has to say about the world, about Kodesh presence in the world. Shabbos is a whole new level. And the Malachim don't have that ability and only Kala Yisrael has that ability to extract what Shabbos says about Kodesh Baruch Hu and about the world and about how he created the world and his presence in the world. It's a level that only Kala Yisrael can attain. So here again you see that the first introduction that Yeshai gives us about the Malachim Essentially intending to tell Klal that there's something they can't do, that you can do, they can give sh- Shavach with their six w- uh, six wings, the six days of the week. Shabbos, we still need. It's only you. Only you have that ability. It's uh, a fascinating little thing I saw. Um, there's a Rashiva in um, in, in Gateshead, in England. Rabbi Gorowitz is his name, and his son-in-law is uh, missing Kaplan. If you've heard of him. Anyway, he's big, big Rosh a very prolific author. So he says in one of his sermons that in um, what year was it? He says in Tavshin uh, Yudchas, right? So that's that is um, what is that? That's a six, uh, not seven, uh, 50, 58, 1958. He was learning in Panovich and he heard that Rav Yisrael in the Panovich Arav, said as follows. He says, Why do we call the Shiras and Tishbachas we say by the Shabbos Suda, why do we call them Zmiris? We could call them Shira, I mean, Svarim called it Shirim, right? We could call it Shira, we could call it Tishbachas. Why Zmiris? Where, where do they get that particular name? So he says, The reason is because of this, Chuvah Sekha'inim, that the, the Malachim um, say Shira every day of the week, but on Shabbos they can't. And where does HaKadosh Baruch Hu get his Shira? He says that, uh, Right, from the, the edge of the land, that's where Hashem hears zmiras. So that's why we call the, the, the praise that we give to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Shabbos, he, we call it zmiras. Now what he was intending to say then, was that it's not limited to Kedusha, which is what the, the, the Gainim were saying, was that you know the way we do what the Malachim can't do, is that we say, Kaddish, Kaddish on Shabbos. No, 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 it's not limited to that. All the Zemiris that we say, all the uh, Zemiris we sing on Shabbos are, is an expression of that, that we're praising Hashem on Shabbos in a way that a Kodesh Baruch can. So he goes on to say, Rebam with beautifully, he says that when we have a Sudan on Shabbos, right, and we eat uh, good food and we, we, we celebrate Shabbos in that way, he said that is a way of, of creating the Kedusha Shabbos through action, right? And that's what it is. That's Mechroy that's, Kodesh. Uh, that's how we create Kedusha for a day, through action. We eat differently, we dress differently, and that, 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 that's, uh, it's not just simply that there's a mitzvah of Ainich Shabbos. By being Ainich Shabbos, we're being Mekadasha Shabbos. That's how we demonstrate that this is a different kind of day. This is a special day. So, eating a Suda Shabbos is where the Kedusha Shabbos takes place in action. But he says, how does it take place in words? That's, that has to be paired together with Zemir Shabbos. That's when we bring the Kedusha of what Shabbos is all about, which is unique to our ability. We do that through Zmiris. That's why those two things do go together. That's why Zmiras are specifically said during the Sudeh Shabbos. We don't say them in Shul. We don't say them by Davening. We have Zmiras by Sudeh Shabbos because that is the the, 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 the Dibur counterpart, right? That's the speech counterpart to the action that we're doing. The action we're doing is being Mikata Shabbos, so then we do it as well with our words. It's a beautiful thought. Okay, so let's move on to the next point here. Um... So now the next uh, point is that's made here is a gemara Okay, I think that's. I, I actually my she's a little different than yours. Is that the next thing here? Misak chulin, that's Sariel. Okay. So gemara and chulin says like this. It says Yisrael The Jews are beloved in front of Hakadosh Baruch more than the angels. Yisrael Maskirin es Hashem, Achar Tevis. Klaal Yisrael says Hakadish Baruch's name after two words, Shanamar, Shema Yisrael, Hashem. Whereas, Malachi Sharis but the Malachi Asharas can only say Hashem's name after saying three words of uh, praise. Okay, so once again, the Gemara demonstrates that what Hashem was telling us about the Malachim was really to contrast the greatness of Klai Yisrael. The Malachim praise Baruch Hu, they say Kaddish, 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 and only then can they say Hashem Tzvakas. They don't have the ability to get anywhere close to HaKadosh Baruch before praising him with three words. Whereas Klai Yisrael, they say, Shema Yisrael and they could already say Hashem there's this, there's this great piece from the Vilna Gaon. it's in a sefer called Durel Yo so these are not things he wrote but they were said over in his name let's take a look at this it's just a, a wonderful chat. and a tefillah we say every day in Avar so we say of Tanu Malkeinu L'Shimcha HaGadol you brought us close Hashem to your great name Salah Be'emes and truth to praise you and to be miached your name and to you know to to, to declare your oneness in, with love. So he quotes this gemara that in that Malach that Jews are more beloved to Hashem than the Mlach Hasharas. The Malach Hasharas need to say Kaddish, 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 and we could say it after two words Shema Yisrael. So he says that's what we're saying here. You made us close. To your great name, right? as so we have the ability to say his name, we are closer to your great name than the angels in the way that we have the ability to praise you. Every time we make a baruch, what do we say? Baruch ata Hashem. We say Hashem's name after two words. We say Baruch ata, and then we say Hashem. So, every time we're it's a demonstration of a Baruch who's great love to us. The Keriv Tanumalkenul You brought us close to your great name and gave us the ability to say it after two words. Uliachedcha ba'ahava. And in addition, when we are miyachet your name, the haenu kasho anu When we declare your oneness, v'shema so Yisrael, anu maskinu shimcha achar sheiteviv. Again, we say your name after two words, so it's just beautiful. The Keriv Tanumalkenul Hashem Hagadol. You brought us close to your great name, Selah MS l'hoidus l'cha, in when we say brachis, we say baruch and then Hashem, v'le'eched when we say shema, we say shema Yisrael, and then Hashem. And that's a, a, a demonstration of HaKadosh Baruch great love and his desire to hear shevach from us. Now what does this mean? What's, what's the depth of this? So the Marsha over there in Chulan, he explains. He says... Who Kapirish ha targum So this is understood according to the way the Targum explains the Kaddish Kaddish Kaddish. Now we actually say this in Valitsian, right? When we say uh um, in Valitzian, we say Kaddish, 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 right? And then we say it in Targum, we say it in Aramaic. So what do we say? You say Kaddish Bishmay Muraima Beshkinte. Kaddish al Ara oyvigivrote, Kaddish la'alma Maya. Right? So let's translate that. What does that mean? Kaddish vishmei mureimabeshchente. Kaddish baruch is holy in the heavens, in the place where his shekhinah dwells. Kaddish al Ara he's holy on this earth, amongst the where he does his His uh, wonders and his miracles. Kaddish la'alma Maya, and he'll be holy forever and ever. Okay? So he explains the masha that what it means forever and ever means, what it really means is, that there is a certain lack in the Kedusha that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has right now because he isn't recognized by everybody in the world. So yes, in the heavens his Kedusha is pure and total and, 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 and supreme. All the Malachim recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But on this world, uh, in, when he's ayved gevurte, when he does nisim, he's recognized, but otherwise not. So that's when it will be in totality. When Lasulavu, when Mashiach comes, when the Kaddish Baruch that's when his kedusha will truly be recognized. So the hin al-alamma in the in the world to come you see aḥashmay ha kadish ba alam that's when his name will be truly uh unified in the world chanemba yama hu yashmay aḥashmay ha ran that day his name will be one and and uh hashem will be one and his name will be one balcane and therefore the malachim in laham la haskashmay yukhad aḥashmay kinal gimel kadish is the the angels they can't really relate to sanctifying a Kaddish Baruch name, unless it's with perfection, unless it's in totality, that's the way. The only way an angel can relate. The angel can't give a, a half. Uh, he he can't. An angel can't perceive the kadusha of Hashem when there are people denying it. So uh, the the angels say, Kaddish, 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 They praise Hashem in Shemayim, where there everything is perfect and supreme. And they their praise for this world is only la sedlavik. love. la alma When la alma Maya happens, that's when your Kadusha will be in, in perfection and supreme. You'll reign over the whole world everybody will recognize you that's when they say that's the ability that Malachim have because that's when his name will be whole we proclaim HaKadosh Baruch whose oneness, his holiness on this world even with all the darkness and confusion we're the only ones who see through it and proclaim and, and recognize the Kadosh Baruch Hu. Kenusach Ata Echad Veshimcha Echad. As we say in Mincha Shemayn Esrei, Ata Echad, You are one. Veshimcha Echad, and your name is one. Umi Kamchay Israel Ga Echad Ba'aretz. And who is like your nation, Klai Israel, who is the only singular nation in the world? Ve'hinei Haim Lefnim Mimachitzas Amalachim. And therefore they they can get closer than where the Malachim can do. Liyachas Mayachri Kadosh Sheni. They have the ability to sanctify Kaddush Baruch Hu's name even after the second Kaddush Mean that says Kaddush Shema your, your name is sanctified in the heavens and your name is sanctified down here Hashem, they can already proclaim Hashem's name because they can perceive the Kaddush of Kaddush Baruch Hu even when it's not in its perfection, even when there are nations that are all denying it, even when there are atheists even when there's all that confusion going on, the Kaddush, the Kaddush, the Kaddush has that ability to see through that so they can proclaim Hashem's name after two kedushas or after two words of, of praise uh the Achakada Shahai Dodge Al R the Hainaha Bastavis Al Kane Gamba Sma Israel Miacht and Shmaim Yukhada Bastavis after Shma Shah Israel as well after saying two words of praise, they have the ability to uh to praise the Qurish Baku. So uh, in summary, uh, it's just I, I, I was fascinated by this. This is a revelation, uh, a revelation for me as well, is that this whole description that's being given of the Malachem and again, the context was was that this is the, the start of the Beis Emikdash, and this is the start of the point where who would withdraw his presence from Klai Yisrael. He's sending a message to Klai Yisrael that, yes, I have malachim, and there was all, you know, the whole awesome uh, display of might and, 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 and the tremendous malachim that we have no concept in. They're all praising me, but none of those praises can come close to the praise that you, Klai Yisrael, give me. The malachim can praise me six days of the week. They don't have the ability to praise me on Shabbos. The malachim can praise me. They can only, they can only conceptualize Kaddish, Kaddish, Kaddish. The, uh, the, when things are perfect, when, uh, when everybody recognizes me, and only you, Klai Yisrael, can praise me even after two words, even after seeing the situation it is in this world, you have still the ability to see through it, recognize my presence, and bring out, and bring out my Kaddushah after two words. And that's the, um, the depth of what we're doing, really, when we're saying kadusha on Shabbos. It's a whole new way to just relate to it, both Zmiris that we say at Shabbos and Shabbos table, like you said, why, why we call it Zmiris is because it's, it's our unique ability to praise. Uh, I think it's the same concept. In other words, Shabbos is the moment when the whole world stops and we're supposed to recognize the Kodesh pre- presence in this world. Um, everything we're currently in the world is hiding his presence and the Malachim don't have that Nisayin, they see everything with a the clarity. they see Hashem. We don't. So it's us that can utilize Shabbos for what it was meant to do, to be able to cut through the confusion that the world creates, the, 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 the Hester that's created by the fact that the world seems to run on its own, and we can utilize Shabbos and say, no. Zechel mei sebreyeshez, the Baruch created this world. And that's the purpose of our Zmiris, and that's the Kaddish Kaddish. When we're saying Kadush on Shabbos, that's really what we're doing. We're doing something that no malachim could do, our it's quiet. And it's only Kaddish that's able to bring out that Gili mind on Shabbos to our Baruch. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you.